Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is, wherever you may be. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Hope Rising Ministry Podcast, where we love to talk about Jesus, apologetics, and life. Uh, And happy Easter uh, to all those who are listening. Today is Sunday, so we're celebrating Easter today, even though this is going to come out and release after that. We just want to say happy Easter and uh, are so thankful for what we get to celebrate today and thankful that you've found this podcast and are are joining in and listening with us for what I think is a special Easter episode as we're going to kind of, we changed it up and and we feel like uh, we've got some some good conversation today for you. But uh, my name is Alex and with me today is Trey. Good morning, Trey. How's it going, man? Hello, 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 peoples. What's up, Alex? Uh, he has risen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Amen to that. The grave is empty. Jesus is alive. Uh, that is worth celebrating 365 days out of the year. So, oh, yeah. Um, but My favorite holiday. Easter Easter is certainly special, and, and it's, <clears throat> it, it, it's different than <laughs> – than all the other holidays for sure. Um, you know, for some people, they may not feel quite that way, but for Christians, I, I think, you know, certainly Easter is, is quite special, not to say that Christmas isn't special or, or anything of that nature, but, uh, but Easter is definitely, definitely a little different. And I think people get a little more excited about it. Um, when you, when you really and truly think about what you're celebrating, because if you take all the all the worldliness away from the holidays, like you know, simply the gifts and the focus on monetary things and and how much you get, um, take that away, and what we celebrate today is eternally special. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Christmas and Easter are probably the top to not probably Christmas and Easter are the top two Christian evangelical holidays. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the, the world didn't want to get left out. Right. So (laughs) they want to celebrate too, kind of, you know, because it's a big deal. And so that's where you get all the stuff you just talked about. That's where you get Santa Claus. That's where you get the Easter bunny. And, and, and look, I don't, I don't mind those things. I don't have Mm -hmm. anything against those things. It, and unless that's the that's the focus so if right. that's the focus mm-hmm. then then the foundation is is shaky and sandy and it's not going to stand but Absolutely. you know today we celebrate an event that proves that everything he did and said was true mm-hmm. all right so without mm-hmm. the easter christmas wouldn't mean anything without yeah. the easter uh john 316 wouldn't mean anything <clears throat> come on yeah. Um, so, so that's why I, I like it so much, um, because it, 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 it makes me kind of like, I know this is weird in an humble way to stick my chest out and go, my God is alive, you know, Come and on. he's risen and he's not in the tomb, you know, uh, Man. everybody, you know, I've heard the, uh, the old saying, um, I remember, when I was in Guyana on a mission trip, gosh, 88, 1988. And then this um, Muslim, I don't, I don't know. They were not priests. Are they They're I forgot what they're called. That's my bad. But anyway, he knows, I mean, they know that these people are preaching Jesus. Right. And he meets me on a bridge and he is berating me. He is giving me the, you know what? Right. about you know how jesus is is not as good as muhammad here and not as good as muhammad there and he just goes on and on and on and he folds his arms and he looks at me and like like oh boy <laughs> what do i what do i do i didn't know what to do right yeah you know, i didn't i was not versed in islam you know right. so that yeah. really got me studying islam <clears throat> after that but mm-hmm. he said so what do you what do you make of this and he folded his arms and like crickets you know and all mm. of a sudden it just dawned on me i said muhammad's still in his grave and he just walked off he just walked off 
Mm. And I wasn't trying to be mean or anything. I mean, yeah. he was just asking me, what, what do I think about it? I said, well, Muhammad's still in his grave and Jesus isn't. Yeah. And um, I'll never forget that. Mm. But that, you know, because of the resurrection, okay, all these words are true. And, yeah. and the, yeah. even even the Bible says you get faith by hearing the word of Christ. Okay. Mm. So yeah. let me give you an example of that. Um, seven years ago, maybe eight, about eight years ago, um, my brother who was, uh, an atheist, uh, didn't want anything to do with it. Uh, he comes down and goes to church with me for Easter and he's never heard the gospel at this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and just for the listeners, I did not grow up with my brother. We, we share the same father. I didn't find him till a year prior to this, maybe two years prior to this. And uh, so we're now very, very close. Um, and he, let me give you his perspective. He's sitting down there listening to this thing. And he's, he, this is what he said. He said, man, I was caught up in this story. Like this Jesus guy was pretty much amazing. I said, I was, I've never really even heard anything like this before. He said, then you get to the end of it. And it's like, they just pull the rug out from under me, man. He was like, what do you mean? He's dead. What? Like he didn't do anything. He just helped people every day mm. and he's dead. He said, but then they went over the, 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 everybody going to the tomb. Yeah. And he said, when I saw these words on the screen, he is not here. He is risen. He said at that moment, God opened my eyes and my ears mm. and I oh. believed. He said, I believe and he's a pastor right now. Let's go. I mean, come on, you know, he, so all, he, all he saw was he's not here. He's risen. And he's like, mm-hmm. he's not dead. He's not dead. He's alive, you know? And then yeah. he realized that he believed that. Mm. And then he, him and his wife both were born again right there. <laughs> come on. Amen. Know, right? and, and, you know, that's the, <clears throat> That is why, that's why we do what we do as Christians, as, as the church to, to share the gospel, to share the hope that is in Jesus Christ and the power that is in his resurrection, because it's not just, you know, that Jesus was a a good man or that he did these good things, but it's exactly like your conversation with the with the the Muslim who had confronted you is <clears throat> Jesus is alive. There is an empty tomb because he walked out of it. Like that is the the beauty and that is the the power that that sets Jesus apart from all these other religious figures in the world. Yep. Um yeah that's that's awesome. And and you know that's what today is about. Um, you know, and may we not forget that as Christians, may we not let, you know, the, the Easter baskets that we may get and that we may share, right? Like those are, are, are good things. Those are okay things. As long as, like you said, they are not the first and foremost foundational thing about today. Today is remembering and, and celebrating what Jesus did. Yep. Not that, you know, we get candy, maybe a little bit of money or some gifts today, but it's Easter is about Jesus. Yep. Easter is about the resurrection. Easter is about an empty tomb. And uh, God, man, like that gets you fired up. And, and I, re- I love to be able to, you know, go to church really any day, but there's something even more exciting. There's just this anticipation about going to church and worshiping today and celebrating today collectively, corporately, and, and just hoping and praying, right? Because <clears throat> we know there are going to be people who come to church today that haven't been to church since Christmas and maybe haven't been to church since last Easter. Maybe they don't even come on Christmas. They just come on Easter. Um but they usually only come once or twice a year. And so that, that they're going to be in church today. So whether they're in your church today or 
if they're in another church, you know, just around the world, may God use that moment, that opportunity, that time where they are there to present to them the gospel. May they hear it. May their ears be open, their eyes be open, and their hearts be open to receive it. And uh, yep, there's there's huge anticipation and excitement and joy around today. So so let me let me share one more quick story. Mm-hmm. And I know people have probably heard this before. If you haven't, then share it. Um, even if you have, I, I hadn't heard it in a while. So mm-hmm. so the story goes that the teacher uh, brought some eggs like plastic eggs to class and this was the weekend this is this is the week before easter so she gives them out like on a wednesday and she said all right i want you to think about it for a couple days and bring something in your egg that means something to you in your life you know and i want you to talk about it and i want you to open it up and talk about it well they all turned it all in their eggs that friday and then everybody went around and opened up their thing and and said, okay, this is, this is important to me because my dad gave it to me, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. she noticed that there was one egg that didn't have anything in it. And she knew it was Johnny's egg. And she was kind of embarrassed for him because he didn't think of something to put in it. Right. So mm-hmm. she, she was just going to save him. He's going to save face a little bit and just not even bring it up. So right. he got to the end of it and she goes to the next thing. He goes, Hey teacher, what about my egg? She goes, well, Johnny, it's it's empty, and he goes, yeah, just like Jesus's tomb. Uh, I mean, come on, man, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, that's good stuff right there. Um, yeah, and you know, just thinking about that too, like how even you know, even children, even kids can can share the hope of the gospel, and yep. You know, you were talking about your brother being in church and, and reading the the words on the screen and, and hearing that he is not here, he is risen, and that being the moment for him. And the moment for me came from a youth like presentation of the gospel. It wasn't even a, a pastor's eloquent message or or you know preaching that that opened my eyes that God used, but it was it was a, a youth group that presented the gospel in a very simple way uh, through, you know, through acting out some scenes of the life of Jesus. And it was in that moment as, as I had been in the midst of struggling for, hey, how do I how do I get saved? Am I saved? Can I lose my salvation? Where does my salvation come from for about two years? And, and in that time, God revealed to me through that youth group portrayal of Jesus <clears throat> as he goes to the cross and as he is resurrected it is in him that we find salvation and it was in that moment that i realized all of my sins were laid on him he paid for them it's not for me to make up for or to to outweigh the bad with more good in my life. But it is only through Christ that, that I found and I find my hope and salvation. And so, you know, it doesn't have to be through a a preaching or through a message, but it can just be through someone simply sharing the gospel. Yeah. You never know. You never know. Into what we've thought about and what we've um, tried to work on a little bit and incorporate the Easter message into what we want to be talking about. And basically it's, it's like the wow moments of Jesus's uh, ministry, like, um, like things that he would say, he would answer somebody in a way that everybody goes, what, (laughs) what, what did you just say? What does that mean? You know, that's not what I asked you, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, to, to, to an example of that, which is what you were just talking about is when Nicodemus came up to Jesus and said, hey, uh, look, we know that you are from God because nobody could do these things. So, you know, if if I'm writing the book and I'm writing the script, I'm going to have Jesus say, Nicodemus, you are astute. That is very good of you. I'm glad that you would come and approach me because you're, you're, you're starting to get it, Nicodemus. You're mm-hmm. starting to get it. No, he didn't say that. You know what he said? He just looked at him and says, 
unless you're born again, you won't even see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus goes, what are you talking about? Do I have to go in my mother's womb and be born again? He goes, no, nah, Nicodemus, you're a teacher. You don't know what I'm talking about. He said, he said, um, being born again is like the wind. You, you don't know where it comes from and you don't know where it's going. It just happens, mm. you know, and, and Nicodemus just kind of is stupefied. And, you know, he thought about that, like for, for the rest of his life, you know, yeah. and, yeah. and, you know, he was one of the ones that took Jesus's body down and placed it in the tomb. Right. Mm. And yeah. I, I, I assume, this is just my assumption that when he heard Jesus was risen from the grave, he had that sly smile. Like, yep. Mm. He, yeah. he is, he is who he is who I thought he was. Come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, so we're going to go mm. over uh, some wow moments uh, that have to do with Easter and have to do with mm. the crucifixion, burial and resurrection. And then next week we'll probably hit some more. Um, yeah. And, and maybe if it, continues we might do it another week i don't know but how where are we going to start alex uh yeah so we'll start in uh if you're following along with us and you're joining us and you want to you want to open up your bible or or pull up the an app or something um to keep up with us we'll be in john chapter two and we're going to be uh walking through verses 13 through um 25 pretty much through here but we'll just be covering what jesus uh, says as he walks into and disrupts what is happening in the temple courts at the time. But in these, in these sayings and in these wow moments that come from Jesus, <clears throat> even though they seem kind of off the wall in some, some ways to what's happening or what maybe someone asked him or, or the, you know, uh, prompting of Jesus's response, even though they seem different, what we come to know and understand is that Jesus is <clears throat> really challenging the way that those he's talking to, as well as us, like who are reading afterwards, like challenging the way we think, yep. not to think worldly and, and, and almost so simplistically and so surface level, but to really go beyond to think right. we're heavenly rather than, you know, worldly, earthly. Um, and lowly in this this case, but just to think more and to to dig deeper into what God's word is really saying, um, yep. because what he reveals is absolutely spot on the truth. Once you come to know more of who Jesus is and what God's word says, um, because if you just take it and you just read it without the context, and without further, you know, knowledge and understanding, then yeah, it's kind of like, wait a minute, how does that make sense? So that's what we're going to kind of be looking at and unpacking today and over the next, you know, couple of weeks, uh, however long this series uh, lasts. But yeah, if you're following with us, we'll be in John chapter two. I'm going to go ahead and start reading and we'll pick up here in, uh, in verse 13 and take a look at what's happening. So it says in verse 13, when it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem, which is really cool. And, and Trey and I, we, we talked about this a little bit before uh, we started recording today. But it's it's crazy and, and really awesome how, you know, this took place um, near the Passover as as it says it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, given that Easter. Right. Jesus going to the cross and. and his resurrection also occurs during Passover. And so verse 14 says in the temple courts, he found people selling cattle, sheep and doves and others sitting at tables, exchanging money. Uh, hold, so on made, hold on a second. So, yeah. so you make a good point about the Passover. So, you know, Jesus is the Passover lamb, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So the ultimate Passover lamb, right? Um, yeah. So there's at this time, the Passover was a big deal and a lot of people travel to Jerusalem like, man, Jerusalem's got two million people in it now. Right. And it's a mm -hmm. it's a time that people are going to be um, buying animals to sacrifice on Passover. 
right. and families, right? And it's you know it's it's also a time for the religious leaders to make a little bit of money, mm. right? So that's what they're doing, and yep. they're in the temple courts selling oxen, sheep, pigeons, doves, and um, Jesus didn't take that lightly. He, like, go ahead and start with, uh, continue with verse 15. Yeah, Jesus's response was maybe a little surprising to, you know, to the picture or the imagery that you might see of Jesus, right? Because in verse 15, it says, so he made a whip out of cords and drove all from the temple courts, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. What? <laughs> yeah, That's not many people. Like, I mean, you know, they. If 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 he's taking my money like that, and I, and I'm thinking about how I'm gonna get rid of this guy. Right. Right. This would have been very upsetting to you know to those who were there, because keep in mind they're not there for the right reasons. So what he just did by overturning the tables, pushing everyone out, including everything, you know, the, the, the animals that they're trying to sell, right. Getting all of that out of the temple. Like he just messed up their, their business for, for what they were trying to do in that moment. They're not there just to, you know, glorify God or to try and, you know, um, give people, they would probably make it sound like or seem like they're there to, to make sure, oh, we want to make sure everybody has an opportunity to, to get their, you know, their particular animal for, the, for this sacrifice and to be able to, you know, hey, we're doing this for, for the Passover. We're doing this to celebrate and to help and, you know, to do good yeah. things. Yeah, I'm sure. And so, you know, this is very um, upsetting to them, I am, I am sure. And then in verse 16, it says, to those who sold doves, he said, get these out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. His disciples remembered that it is written, zeal for your house will consume me. Um, and then in verse 18, it goes on to say, the Jews then responded to him. What sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all this? Now, this is where this, the first, you know, really wow statement and kind of like, wait, what? That we're going to be looking at that Jesus says in, in his response in verse 19 says, Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. What? <laughs> what? You, okay. <laughs> So look, like, all right, first of all, the scriptures specifically um, point out that he taught with authority. Mm -hmm. Like yes. people yep. would stop and go, uh, I mean, his authority was from the father, the creator of the, the heavens and the earth. And he is doing this also with authority. And they're mm -hmm. like, OK, where do you get this authority? Who do you think you are? And he mm -hmm. tells them who he is right there. You know, destroy this temple in three days, <coughs> get back up. Um, and they're going, I didn't, it has nothing to do with what I just asked you, but it has everything to do with what they just asked you. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yep. And they, they go, it's taken us 46 years to build this temple, and you're going to raise it up in three days? Like, mm -hmm. that's human logic. Yes, exactly. Right? That's, that's yeah. worldly wisdom. That's that's mm -hmm. exactly how a, a logical person would react and say, really, um, it took a lot of people 46 years to do this and you can do it in three days. And, yeah. you know, what? that's a that's a common way to think when you hear truth, mm -hmm. especially truth that hurts, truth that yeah. reveals. OK, <laughs> but. You know, John, as an aside, says, hey, y'all, uh, I got to tell you, he was talking about the temple of his body. That's mm -hmm. what he was talking about, right? So that's the sign. 
He said, oh, yeah, you're going to see the authority that I have on the third day. Yeah. Mm. Come on. And, and that's the, you know, and that's the the difference. That's the challenge. That's the pushing that I feel like Jesus's responses and his words calls for those around him, but for us as well to think differently, right? <clears throat> to let God reveal things to us that we couldn't see otherwise, that we yeah. wouldn't understand otherwise. And, you know, they, they do because to them, it's like, what, what is this guy talking about? I'm just asking him how he has the authority to flip our tables. And he's talking about destroying and rebuilding the temple. You know, to them, they're, they're confused. They don't understand it because their focus is wrong. Their mindset and their mentality, the way that they're thinking is wrong. And so Jesus says, you want a sign? I'm going to give you a sign. You're going to see it because when you destroy this temple, right? When you destroy or you try to kill me, I'm going to raise again in three days. And I'm going to show you that is the authority on which I could come in here and flip your tables and push you out of the temple from doing the the sinful, greedy, selfish things that you're doing. So these people are teachers of the law. They are the examples of how you're supposed to live as a Jew what you're supposed to do ceremonially um, on the Sabbath and, and, and keeping the law and they don't understand what Jesus is saying. Right. So Mm -hmm. later on in John, he has this conversation with them. He said, this is another wild moment. Actually, he goes, why don't you understand what I'm saying? Mm. Right. Cause they just told him we you're out of your mind. Like you have a demon. Um, you, you you are insane. We don't understand what you're talking about. And he goes, let me tell you why you don't understand what I'm talking about. Now, if you want to read this, it's in John eight. So he looks at him and he says, the reason you can't understand me or my words is because you're not mine. What? <laughs> like, first of all, that sounds very audacious. Like the audacity of somebody to look at another person and say, the reason that you don't understand me is because you don't belong to me. You're not one of mine. Mm -hmm. Which infers that those who are his will be taught what it means. Right. Like in the heart, not just up in the head, you can figure it out. But like in the heart, like when my brother, he said, when I saw those words, I knew. Mm, And he really, listen, he didn't understand. Okay. He didn't understand all of it but he knew, he believed. Okay. And, you know, talking about like coming to understand and and the Lord revealing these things to us as, as followers of Christ, it happens in time, right? When God is ready for us to understand these things, that's when he reveals it through the the power of the Holy spirit. Because look at this right here. Jesus's disciples who walked with him, right? Daily. were there, those who were there with him and heard him say, destroy this temple and I will raise it up again in three days. Look what it says in verse uh, 22, right? After he was raised from the dead. So this was after Jesus's ministry. Then he went to the cross. Then he resurrected. After he raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. You see, they didn't even understand. His disciples didn't quite get it in that moment. But in time, God was revealing to them what Jesus had spoken. So just because you're reading something in Scripture, and this is an encouragement to to you, Trey, to myself, to to those who are listening. If you're reading something in in the Bible and you're like, what? I don't I don't understand it. Why is this so confusing? Like, I can't really comprehend that. just don't get it. That's okay. Maybe it's not for you to understand right this moment, but in time, God will reveal his word to you, his truth to you, his His thinking and his process to you when he's ready for you to understand it. So just because you might not be as astute, right, and understand scripture the same way that someone else does, 
<laughs> just being honest and, and real here for a moment. Sometimes, Trey, like the way you understand scripture, I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Why don't I see it that way? How come it hey, takes me so long? To hey, man. I've been reading the Bible for a long time, you know, and, and listen, I'll be like, God, I don't understand that. And that might've been 10 mm. years ago. Yeah. And then 10 years later I go, Oh, 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 okay. I get it. Yeah. You know, Cause you know, yep. if God can't, re- God's not going to reveal himself to you all at once. Like all mm-hmm. of it. I don't think I'd be yeah. able to take it. I mean, he gives, you, he gives you spiritual knowledge as you need it and as you can receive it and as you can apply it. If you got it all at once, it'd be freak you out, man. You wouldn't know what to yeah. do with all that stuff. You know, see, yeah. be diligent and just study the word. It, it'll come. It comes. And you know, that's a that's a growing experience. Of that's a maturing. Is. Right. That is a maturing as a Christian. So as you continue to grow and mature in Christ, you will understand and learn more about God's word. Yep. So, you know, that's what happens in in these moments as even as the disciples, it takes them time to learn and understand some of this. Let let me let me interject something real quick. And it has to do Mm -hmm. with what we just talked about. All right. Mm -hmm. This is the first time I've ever seen this. You just read that last verse. I've read how many times I've read that verse. Yeah. A bunch, a bunch of times. But right, now right. I, I just saw it in, in like not a new light, but further light. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. they believe the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. So that's, it's kind of like the same thing, but it's also two different things. Cause you could hold the scriptures in your yep. hand and read them. The yep. Torah, Isaiah, <clears throat> you know, uh, Hosea, Mm-hmm. It, but Jesus is the word in flesh. Mm, come on. So, so yeah. the entire New Testament hinges and is available to us because of every word that Jesus spoke. Yep. And he said, the words I speak are not my own. So every word that he said is scripture. Mm-hmm. So he's speaking the New Testament right now. I mean, as he's doing this. So Let's all go. the New Testament yeah. is built around the words of Jesus. And, and the disciples who became apostles believed his words. That's a big yeah. deal. Mm. Yeah. No, that's really good. I love that. And, and, you know, being on that that topic of of his being raised from the dead, his resurrection, again, what we celebrate today, Easter of 2022. Yeah. And... <clears throat> That brings us to our next uh, Jesus wow statement, wow moment. Um, Also in John, so if you want to flip ahead into John chapter 11, this is is the recording of uh, Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, um, which is, again, another incredible moment and just sign and glorification of who Jesus is through what he does here. And so we're, we're going to be looking at particularly verses 17 through about 27 here. Um, and But just to give you a little context of what's happening at the beginning of John chapter 11, uh, Lazarus, we find out that Lazarus is sick. Lazarus is the brother of Mary and Martha, um, and who Jesus knows really well. And he, Jesus finds out that Lazarus has become sick. And so Jesus' response in verse 4 is, The sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through. Now, hearing that, you think, oh, okay, Jesus knows that Lazarus is going to get better. Like, he's not going to die. It's, it's going to be okay. And then he tells to his disciples, he says, let us go back to Judea. <clears throat> and then a few verses later in verse um, 11, Jesus then says, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going to wake him up. So, OK, so Jesus says that he's not going to die. Then he says, OK, he's sleeping. Let's go wake him up. Um the disciples don't quite get it. Again, here's a moment where the disciples don't really understand what Jesus is telling them. And then in verse 14, it says, so then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. 
And for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Now, right here in these, you know, collection of verses, Jesus said this sickness will not end in death. But then he says, Lazarus is dead. Yep. Well, well, I thought, Jesus, didn't you just say he he wouldn't die? And now you're saying he's he's dead. Like, I don't I, I don't get it. You know, being the, the disciples with him at that moment, you know, I'm sure they might have been a little confused by the conflicting statements that Jesus, you know, mentioned. And then he he says, but for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there so that you may believe. And then, you know, the disciples might be like, believe in what? I know, right? You know, I, I don't get it. And so that's what leads us up to what we're going to see here in verses 17 through about 20, 27 here, when Jesus does arrive and he meets um, the sisters of Lazarus in that moment. So <clears throat> leading up to that, that's where we are in verse 17. If you're wanting to follow along, I'm going to pick up there. And it says, on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, four days is pretty important because in that time and in that culture, after three days, they believed there was no hope of anyone coming back to life, that the, the soul at that point had departed from the, the body. There was no hope, which is really important to what we're going to see happen and what takes place. And what the reason that they, one of the main reasons they believe that is because you start to rot. You know, mm -hmm. after, after three days, you're starting to decompose. Yeah. And you start to, you got a big old odor on you now, you know. And, and, and just think about it. I mean, <clears throat> to humans, death is pretty final, right? There, <laughs> that is, that's the end of the line. So for them, not only had it been one day, two days, three days, but four days they probably felt like, okay, that's, that's it. You know, Lazarus is gone. Um, and then Jesus shows up and it says, now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in their loss, in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. True Jesus, statement. Right, right. She believes she that believed that he could heal him. Had the power. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Which is awesome, right? Like that speaks to her faith in Jesus's ability. And then in verse 22, it says, but I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Okay. This, <laughs> I love that. This isn't even the real wow moment, right? Nope. Because we know now that, that Martha, she has faith in who Jesus is. And her response is, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Okay. So at this point, if again, if I'm writing this and I got, I'm right. Okay. What does Jesus say next? It's like, Martha, yeah. uh, I am really proud of you that you would <laughs> know about the resurrection on the last day and that yeah. your brother who is a, uh, was a, was a good man. And mm. he, he's going to rise again on the, the last day. And mm. I mean, I, I, I'm really proud of you that you, you would know that and that you believe that, that he yeah. didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Nope. Here is the wow moment for Jesus, right? To Martha <clears throat> who confesses, right? Her faith, who acknowledges the power that Jesus has. Jesus says in verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Mm. <clears throat> there is so much in that statement to unpack. And there's so much truth. There's so much hope. There's so much life in that statement that Jesus makes to Martha. And, you know, Martha's like, like she she believes in the resurrection and she believes in the resurrection on the last day, but that's right. a long way off to her. Yeah. In her head, she's separate from that. Like yeah. she's gonna be one of those two, right? And this that's just 
that's out of sight, out of mind. And, and he looks at her and says, that's me. Mm. That is me. I am yeah. the resurrection. I'm how it happens. I'm why it happens. <laughs> and I'm who it happens. Mm. Yes. Yes. And, and it, it, he said, do you believe this? Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God who is coming into the world. And it says when she had said this, that's when it starts. Yep. Yep. And in in that, right, like in his statement, I am the resurrection and the life. Not only is he proclaiming, right, his power and his ability to do that himself, but that it is and, and for himself. Right. Because we know that he is going to to rise, that he is the first right of the resurrection and that in him is where we and everyone else who professes Jesus as Lord and Savior. That's where we find the power, the saving grace, the life that. Is greater than anything we can experience this side of eternity and the life that extends through eternity. Because this is next statement. The one who believes in me will live. Yep. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Never. In Christ, that is the promise that we can hold on to. Yep. That's why we celebrate today because Without today, Easter, without an empty tomb and an empty grave, what he says here gives no hope, no solace, no no comforting for us. But because the grave is empty and there is no body inside of the tomb where he was laid, because he is alive, he is risen, we have hope in this. Yep. We have confidence in this. So I, I'm, I know that we hadn't decided earlier to keep going with this but i want to skip down to verse 45 and and i'm gonna paraphrase a little bit what happened you know he raises lazarus and they when he says move away the stone they go well and the king james says it best surely he stinketh right yeah. and he lazarus comes out and he says take take the uh take the grave clothes off of him and let him go now mm-hmm. here's here's the kicker verse 45 many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and seen what he did, believed in him. It didn't mm. say all of them. It just said many of them. Right. But what did the rest of them do? The rest of them went and ratted on him. Mm-hmm. Little tattletales, right? Because they didn't believe. Yep. They were his. <clears throat> he go. They go to the Pharisees and say, you ain't gonna believe what we just saw. And they tell him the story. So, verse 47, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered the council and said, what are we going to do? I mean, this is, this is, this is big time. Like mm-hmm. we're not going to be able to recover from this one. What do we do? And verse 48, if we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. It's all about them. Mm-hmm. Right. But Caiaphas <laughs> who was high priest that year said, you know, nothing at all. Get this, nor do you understand that it is better for you that one man should die for the people so that the whole nation would not perish. And then John writes, he didn't say this of his own accord, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation and not just for the nation only, but also to gather into one, the children of God, who were scattered abroad. So from that day on, they made plans to put him to death. This is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got the high priest, not even knowing that he's prophesying that the, that the Christ must die. The Messiah must die. Yeah. For the sins of the people. So from that point on, he could not walk openly. Uh, He, he just, he just couldn't go into towns like that anymore because they were going to kill him. Yeah, and if if you go down to verse fifty five, you know we talked about it being Passover in, right. in uh, John two. It, it says when it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, 
and, and it talks about, you know, them again, continuing the plot and looking for Jesus, trying to find out where he was so that they could arrest him. Yep. And, you know, to them, they believed, oh, you know, this is all like, this is all in their power, their ability, their control. They're the ones, you know, making this decision and these decisions. But yet we know that God is sovereign, right? God is in control. God knew this was going to happen. Jesus knew this was going to happen. He wasn't surprised by it. He wasn't, you know, taken aback by by their response. Like he knew this was all going to happen. Yep. And he was still willing to go through every bit of it, knowing it was coming. Um, and that again, you know, just highlights the beauty of of what we celebrate this weekend, all the way from him coming to Jerusalem, right? before the cross, like leading into that week, coming, knowing that by being there, he would eventually be arrested. He would eventually be beaten. He would eventually be put on the cross for death, that he would die. But then that on the third day, he would rise again in both victory over sin and death. Yep. That, that is what we get to celebrate. And so, that is something that we can't take lightly and can't forget to rejoice in, not just once a year, but 365 days of the year. We can celebrate that Jesus did that for us Yep. and that Jesus is alive today just as much as he was 2000 years ago. That's right. So for time limits sake, because we would be here for like eight more hours. Um, <laughs> Because this is good stuff. I mean, I love it. Um, mm. Let's just stay in John and go to John 20. And let's go to the resurrection. And, and let's read what happened on the resurrection day. And and, um, and and this is, you know, later on in this chapter, there are two wow moments that we want to point out. Um, so because it's Easter, um, do, do you mind, Alice, if I read the resurrection story? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Okay, great. So now on the first day of the week, which is Sunday, right? Their Sabbath mm -hmm. was on Saturday. Yep. On the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciples whom Jesus loved. And John's talking about himself again and said to them, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb. And we don't know where they've laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple and they're going toward the tomb and both of them were running together. But the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. <laughs> That's kind of funny to me. Mm -hmm. And after stooping to look in, he saw the linen clothes lying there, but he did not go in. And Simon Peter came, followed him, went to the tomb and saw the linen clothes lying there. And the face cloth, which had been on Jesus's head, not lying with the linen clothes, but folded up in a place by itself. <clears throat> now, one of the reasons that scholars, one of the things that they point out is if this is made up and John's making this story up, he's mm -hmm. not writing that. Right. He's, he's not going to include that the face cloth was neatly folded and put, put aside because if there was a, a, a a, a a theft of the body it was done quickly and it was ransacked and ain't nothing gonna be uh folded away neatly okay mm -hmm. so anyway so then the other disciple who had reached the term tomb first also went in and he saw and believed but for as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead and the disciples went back to their home okay so that goes back to what we were saying earlier. Um, the, you don't have to understand everything about scripture to believe when God turns the light on the lights on, then you start mm -hmm. learning. Right. Yeah. So they had heard the scripture, but they didn't understand it yet, but they believed they're like, mm -hmm. like their heart was, was moved like, Oh man, this is something big. You know, this is something real big. And, they went back to their house. So Mary 
is outside the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she taught, saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus is laying, one at the head, one at the feet. And they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, they have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they've laid him. And having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't know it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Who are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, please tell me where you have lain him and I will mm -hmm. take him away. Now, the, the women went to the tomb that morning to anoint the body properly because that hadn't been done because it was so close to the, the, the six o'clock the night before or that Friday night that they didn't have time to do it. And then Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabbi, which means teacher. And she said, he said to her, don't cling to me. For I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father, your Father, to my God, your God. Now, and then, of course, she 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 runs off and, and tells the disciples, I've seen the Lord. I've seen the Lord. Right? Mm -hmm. So, here she is, distraught. Not only has her Savior died, like all her dreams are crushed. He's the one that saved her. He's the one that cast seven demons out of her. He's the one that brought her out of the pit of hell and made mm -hmm. her life better. Right. She has hope now. And now she thinks that her hope is gone. And somebody's carried his body away. She's not thinking resurrection. Right. When she finally, he finally reveals himself to her. And she just like grabs a hold of him. Like, Hey man, you know, I can't believe this. And then, the wow moment is, hey, don't don't do that. Don't cling to me. Now, mm -hmm. he wasn't like beating her off with a stick. Get off me. He was just, <laughs> let, me tell you, let me tell you what he was saying. Look, yeah. I've ascended now. I mean, I've risen from the grave. I haven't ascended yet. The Holy Spirit is not in you yet. He's going to be your teacher. He's going to remind you everything I said, and he's going to teach you what it means. It's not, it's not me physically right now. It's the Holy yeah. Spirit. That's what's next. And it happened. Right? Yeah. He said, don't, for I have not ascended to the Father. Go tell my brothers. My brothers. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Which kind of gives us a, a segue into the last one. So the reason I say that about the Holy Spirit is because when he uh, when he arrives to the house that they're in and just kind of like goes to the door and tells them peace be with you and he shows them it's me here are the holes in me it's mm -hmm. me um peace be with you as the father has sent me I'm sending you then he says receive the holy spirit right yep. um in other words, this is your next step. This is what you, this is what's going to happen to you. And when I send, I'm going to make you apostles and, and you're going to write all this down and you're going to teach people. And, and, but in the meantime, the Holy Spirit's going to teach you everything, what it means, what it meant that everything I said, right? Every, it's going to remind you what I said, teach you what it means. And he talks about forgiveness. Yeah, I mean, if you forgive the sins of any, they will be forgiven them. And if you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. So the second part is not what you, what you want to do. You want to you want to forgive, right. right? Yeah. So our last our last uh, wow moment is with well, Thomas. and and just real quick before we touch on that last wow moment too, you know, just to point out what you said about the them receiving the Holy spirit and the Holy spirit revealing to them, you know, the, the truth of, of his words, reminding them of his words as he spoke them. Um, and, and just as they're thinking through things and living through life, like his words are coming to their, their mind, you know, pointing back to what we looked at in John chapter two, right. At the very beginning of this, what we were unpacking with, you know, Jesus talking about the, the temple, 
it was the Holy Spirit that was given to them that then allowed them to understand, oh, okay, that's what he was talking about. I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. So, so if you, as in co- the context of this, is that he had previously told them maybe a week, two weeks before that, look, I'm, things are about to get bad mm-hmm. and I'm going to be crucified, but I'm going to rise again. And they're looking at him like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Peter's like, that, may that never happen. And he goes away from me, Satan. What? <laughs> I mean, Peter just confessed that he was the Christ. And then he says, no, you can't die. See, Peter didn't get it. Yeah. And it's so important that, that Jesus called him out in a pretty hard way. But he mm. says, listen, I got to tell you that the Holy Spirit is now with you, but he will be in you. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So when you're born again, God Almighty, the creator of heavens and the earth, comes to live in you. And you are now the temple of the living God. Amen. Amen. So now picking up here on in uh, verse 24, it says, uh, Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came that, that first time in that moment. And it says, So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my fingers where the nails were and put my hand in his side, I will not believe. Wow. Which, I mean, it, in some cases, is right. Like, can you blame him? Maybe I we'd hate, be I, the same way. Right? I might have said the same exact thing. <laughs> like, wait, like wait. man, you, you ain't pulling up. No, you're not duping me, buddy. Right, right. <laughs> have y'all, is this a prank or have y'all been, you know, have y'all been drinking? Like, are y'all for real? Like, what's going on here? Um. But this is this is the beauty. And then in verse 26, a week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. So see, even in that moment, right, like Thomas is doubting. Jesus doesn't just come directly and say, oh, hey, Thomas, I know you went here last time. Here I am just showing myself like it wasn't immediately because it says a week later, um, though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, and I love how, you know, it was like direct to Thomas. Now, I don't know if as John is writing this, he skipped some other things that Jesus might have said, or if Jesus like, bam, right there. And first thing he says is to Thomas. But I, I love how it's like direct to Thomas. Hey, you remember what you said? You know, put your finger here. See my hand. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. And sometimes that's what we need to hear, right? We need to hear that ourselves. Stop doubting. Stop doubting the power of God. Stop doubting the love of God. Stop doubting what God can do in your life. Believe. Believe. And that's what he encourages Thomas with. And Thomas said, it says, Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. And this is kind of that that next wow moment, right? Blessed are those who have not yet seen and yet have believed. Mm. One of the great things is that's us. That's us. Because we we haven't seen Jesus right in the flesh. He hasn't necessarily. And who who am I to say that he hadn't appeared to somebody in a dream? But he most of us have not seen Jesus the way that the disciples were able to see him. Yep. I mean, but Jesus he, is going to go ahead. I'm sorry. He has allowed us to believe, right? God has allowed us to believe by opening our eyes, removing the scales from our eyes. Yep. The blindness that we once walked with because of sin, God has removed that and allowed us to see who Jesus is to hear the words and to believe in our hearts and to receive that truth. We, we have that gift that God has given us. Yep. So there's a difference between doubting and not believing. Mm-hmm. So when, when you are, when you do not believe period um, and God opens your eyes and ears and you see the light uh now you believe mm-hmm. um from that point on there's going to be many many instances in your life where you do doubt and you're going to doubt 
Right. But let me tell you what God does. God addresses that in many mm-hmm. ways. And he will. And if you don't get it, he's going to do it again. And if you don't get it again, he's going to do it again. Till you finally realize where you're doubting mm. and where you fear. Listen, the enemies of faith are doubt and fear. <clears throat> I mean, he, you know how many times he said, don't do something? A bunch. You know what they were? Stop doubting. Mm-hmm. Why are you afraid? Right? So if, if you struggle with that, then get into the scripture. Um, yeah. What? Hey, Lord, what, what are you trying to teach me? You know, why am I struggling in this area? Um, that's, that's the key. One of the keys is why you're struggling in that area. Not that you are struggling in that area. Okay? Mm-hmm. So... Mm, that's I, good. Love, I love I love the, the answer that Thomas let, here's the answer okay I'm telling you whatever you're struggling with this is the answer and Thomas answered him my Lord and my God come on that's the answer Please. well all right Please. so when, when you start to really see that um a lot of things melt away <clears throat> yeah I'm telling you a lot of a lot, I, there's nothing better than that moment when doubt just melts in front of Christ Jesus. Come on. Yes. Yes. And I love this, how John closes this out. I just want to read these last two verses. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe. Believe in what? Believe what? And he says that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Yep. That is what today is about. That is what Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, that's what we celebrate. That Jesus proved by walking out of the grave and leaving an empty tomb that he is who he says he is. He is what scripture says he is. He is the Messiah the son of God. And by believing in him, we have life. Praise the Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you for allowing us to have life through Jesus Christ. And I don't know who you are, you know, listening today, if you know Jesus or don't know Jesus. But one thing we want to offer you and encourage you to do is to know him. Know him personally, not just intellectually, not just by what you hear other people say, but know Jesus today. And if you want help with that, you want to know what that means, you want to, you know, you have questions that you just want to ask, reach out to us because we would love to help you, to encourage you, to pray with you and to ask God to reveal himself to you as well. And so if you want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at hoperisingministries.cc or if you're on Facebook, find us at Hope Rising Ministries SC. We would love to, to connect with you and talk with you um, and, and encourage you any way that we possibly can. Visit our website at hoperisingministries.cc and you can connect with us and reach out to us there as well. But we thank you so much for, for joining us, for spending this time. We pray that God is has used this conversation and this uh, episode today to be able to encourage you and to reveal himself to you in some way. Um, And we want to remind you, none of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. We all need help. So don't be afraid to reach out with questions you might have or with doubts you may be, you know, facing uh, just as Trey, Trey mentioned, we all will eventually have them. We all struggle with them, but God is there to encourage us and, to continuously reveal himself to us and improve himself um, as he always has, because he is faithful. And we see that in Jesus Christ himself uh, through his life, death and resurrection, that he is faithful and, uh, and his promises are true. So thank you as always for joining us. Thank you, Trey. Um, really enjoyed this. This was such a blessing um, to be able to, to walk through these scriptures today. Yep. Alex, he is risen. Amen. I'm excited to be able to celebrate that and uh, and sing about that today and every day, honestly. Yep. So thank you so much, Trey, for your time. Absolutely. And thank you for everyone who joined us and hope you have an awesome and wonderful Easter Sunday and a great rest of your week. Can't wait to catch you again next time.
Yeah, Peace out, people.